0: Hello everyone and welcome to Lounging with Lo. As always, I am your host Lo. Thank you so much again for joining me today. Guys, I'm so very sorry that, you know, it's been a month since I've talked to you guys about anything Bond related. Um, I have been giving you guys some time to listen to the Bond, um, the, you know, the Bond overview of the franchise and also, um, giving you guys a little bit of time to just kind of get your thoughts together. I've been uh wanting to have you guys tell me some your favorite bond moments, any of your favorite bonds um as well. And I'm also recovering from surgery, so I'm only one week out, but I've got another week to go until I can go back to my job. But, guys, I, I want to thank you so much again for all your support. Um, I did look on my Apple podcast, which is where one of my podcasts is coming from. Um, That... I was giving a five-star review, and whoever gave the five-star review, thank you so very much for that. That gives me a little bit of more encouragement um, in that as well, so whoever said that, thank you so much, and I'm not sure of anybody else on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or any other streaming services I have, um, have given me re- really good reviews, so thank you so much for that, guys. It gives me a little, again, it gives me that boost of confidence to keep going um, in this direction that we're going. So... While we're talking about bonds, we're going to talk about our Bond girls. Now, Bond girls are just as important as the James Bond character itself. So, all of the information that I have today to share with my listeners is from "Bond Girls Are Forever." It's a documentary that was, um, done. I I want to say probably in the I would say maybe about in the 2000s. So, about over 20 or so years ago, I would say. Because they were... And then they... What they did was they just now put in a little bit of Skyfall in there. She just did a little bit more into the Daniel Craig era as well. So, um... But... The interviewer is Miriam Diabo. Now, Miriam Diabo is... Uh, one of the Bond girls... In the Timothy Dalton era, which is um, Living Daylights. Now, she goes around the country and she finds most of the Bond girls from the 60s, 70s, 80s, some of the 90s into the Daniel Craig era. And she interviews them about their experience with Bond and how it came to be for them and you know things of that nature. So if you are a big documentary person, this is a one I highly recommend. And if you're a James Bond fan as fan as well, this is a double bonus for you as well. So we have a lot of information to cover today because of the almost month hiatus I've been on. Let's go ahead and get started guys. Okay. So as everybody probably is already aware, uh Pinewood Studios is the sound stage where most of the Bond films were done and where most of the Bond girls have done most of their scenes. And it's named after Double O seven as well. So that's what happens in the very beginning. So we talk about the very first Bond girl. Her name is Ar- Ursula Andrus. She played Honey Writer. In Dr. No. Now, she is the epitome of what a Bond girl should look like. Very sexy, beautiful, but Ursula wanted to bring the more athletic, sporty type of character inside of Honey Rider because in the 60s, everyone who has lived through the 60s Knows that Marilyn Monroe was the big actress that brought that sex appeal to most of her movies that she was in with her, um, uh, her other actor, um, cohorts. And, you know, there were a lot of Bond girls or actresses beyond Ursula that, that just try to live up to her, it's like because again she's she's iconic she's legendary and it's just um it's just she's she's just an amazing actress um you know we had Daniela from uh, the movie from russia with love she's the next bond girl um inside of goldfinger were uh for a brief scene was shirley eaton now here's a little bit of a fun fact you guys and um It kind of, I mean, it's also a spoiler alert as well. So if you guys have never seen Goldfinger on this point, stop the podcast. But if you guys have seen Goldfinger, if you guys remember, um, Bond explains to M, who is played by Bernard Lee, and we're going to talk about M here in just a few minutes, but when exotic dancers or at least dancers in particular are covered in gold paint what you have to do is, is you have to leave a bare patch of skin and what that allows um it to do is it allows the skin to breathe to while you're you know while you're dancing i mean you can cover it but you can be covered head to toe but as long as you leave a small bare patch somewhere whether it be on your leg your arm your elbow your somewhere in your face or anywhere obviously um it allows you to breathe. So, that's a little bit of a fun fact about gold paint, especially for um, all my trivia people out there. Um, but, like I said, Shirley Eden played a little bit of that role. And then we have another Bond woman, I'll say, but, we're, but they're Bond girls. Um, Honor Blackman. Now, she played, and this is actually her name, guys, and, and I'm, I'm not kidding around, her name is actually called Pussy Galore. So, we'll just call her Miss Galore. <laughs> um, but, Miss Galore. Um, worked with Ulrich Goldfinger, who was one of the villains in Goldfinger. And there's a little bit of an interesting fact about her character and uh, in the movie and also in um, Ian's book. Um, she's supposed to be something different, but they played off of that. And if you watch the documentary, she'll tell you exactly what that is. Um, So, when when she told her mom about her having the role of Miss Galore. You know, she her mom was asking her, you know, why in the world can you not play nice parts? Well, she was telling her mom that, you know, it's good to play a toughie than a goody two-shoes. You know, it's like, I mean, come on. <laughs> you just, it's a nice change of pace, change of pace for, for honor. Well, and then you have Thunderball. Now, Thunderball, um... This is where we see two Bond girls. One is played by Claudine Auger, who plays Domino. And then the wonderful Luciana Pelosi, she plays Fiona. Now, we don't know what her actual name is um, in the movie, but according to INDB, I just looked it up, um, that is who Luciana plays. Now, Luciana tells Miriam how her role for the villain came to be so she was originally going to be um wanting to do the domino role which was you know the the bond girl the love interest so after her screen test she waited for a phone call well she got the call and she's like well they told me they have good news and bad news I'm like okay well just give me some give me the bad news first well the bad news is you didn't get the role for domino which is what you screen tested for However, and this is kind of the however that we that we that most actresses or actors kind of were very hesitant about. They said, however, the good news is is we would like for you to play the villainous in this in this movie. And she said that it was a lot more fun to play um that part when she got when she was um, when she got that call. Um now Obviously, after Thunderball, the 70s came around. And obviously, as the decades change, so does Bond, and so do the Bond girls. And we see the wonderful actress Jill St. John, who plays Tiffany Case in Diamonds Are Forever. Now, this is Sean Connery's last um, Bond film. And we'll get to that later on into the next episode about all the Bonds. So just bear with me for a second here. But she, as all actresses, you know, she wanted to be had the chance to be glamorous, um, you know, to you know, for an actress. But she was saying that you know, women from the '70s were starting to take charge of their own lives, and was happy to portray that in Diamonds Are Forever. And you know. She she played a really interesting role there as well, and she did a very, very wonderful job in there. Now, in 1973, unfortunately, because of the hiatus of who was going to be the next Bond, they got Roger Moore involved. And when Jane Seymour was interviewed, now she played Solitaire in Live and Let Die, she made a very interesting comment that kind of raised a question. So she was saying that. You know, most of the Bond women from probably Roger Moore up until a certain point in the franchise, you know, she said that most Bond women were needed to be rescued either by the villain. So in her case, it would be Dr. Kananga from Live and Let Die for her character or even Bond himself. Now she said that James Bond could be a villain because of the way that the character changed her character's destiny. Now, if you ever watch *Live and Let Die*, you know you you'll kind of get an understanding of her character. Now, her character is a psychic. She believes in the tarot cards. Unfortunately, Um, *Live and Let Die* is um a very interesting concept because of what the story is about, but it has a bunch of um. I wouldn't say voodoo, but it's just, my dad doesn't like to watch the movie because of those, that, because of that, you know, all the things that happened in there, but it's still a good movie. I mean, I, I I mean, like I said, this is Roger Moore's very first debut of that, but that was very interesting to know about, um, how James Seymour considered Bond to be a villain because of what he did to her character. Now, Another first inside of uh, the Bond franchise is the only actress to play two roles um, in the franchise. Maude Adams, um, she plays the love interest of Francisco Scaramanga in the movie The Man with the Golden Gun, who is played by the wonderful and late Christopher Lee. Um, and she also played the main Bond girl in Octopussy. And that's really her name, <laughs> um. So we'll just call her Octo for short, um. But, you know, and, she, and when they were looking at the films, she just like just like I would never watched my films, so I don't know how I did or anything like that. Um. But she was very shocked to see, you know, how young she looked, and on the, you know that that time frame and things like that. But they also discovered how physically aggressive James Bond came to be. Now, you've had a few slapping moments in the Sean Connery um uh, and also um Oh my goodness, I forgot about George Lansenby. That's probably why he wasn't very um wasn't very recognizable either. But George Lansenby's character, again, for Bond, he you know, he was slapping the main girl around as well, who's who's played by Diana Rigg um she played the love interest um and then also in that movie on your it's on your Majesty's secret service that was before uh, I believe diamonds are forever came around um James Bond had to break his cardinal rule and if you watch the movie you'll find out what the cardinal rule is and then anything else that led to that point but back to the 70s again so again I apologize I must have I must have scheduled that in my notes and I did not realize that so I do apologize but, you know, Jill Jill was talking about, you know, women in the 70s. You know, like I said, they were starting to take charge of their own lives and was happy to portray that in Side of Diamonds Are Forever, like I probably mentioned already. And, um... So, we're going to talk about Moonraker. Moonraker, um, is, um, from... Um, the 70s as well. This was kind of like what happened with Star Wars when it brought that space um, age and also um, Star Trek from the, I think that was from the 60s as well. So um, we have a lot of those. Um, But then we also, you know, inside of Moonraker, we have the wonderful Lois Childs. Lois Childs plays Dr. Holly Goodhead. Now, Again, if you've never seen Moonraker or anything like that, stop the podcast now. But she was the best of both worlds. She was a scientist. She knew how to fly a rocket. She's very strong. She's very independent. And she's very smart. (laughs) Um, So she was, she's actually a CIA agent. Um. Work in the same case as Bond, but they don't realize it till the towards the middle of the movie. But again, never seen it. Spoiler alert. Um, but we've also had some wonderful Bond um, girls from the Roger Moore era as well. Um, and for your eyes only, uh, we have the wonderful Carol um, Carol Bouquet. She played Melina, and then we have Lynn Holly Johnson who played B.B. the ice skater, um, and then. Um, inside of the spy who loved me from roger moore we have the wonderful barbara bach now she played the kgb agent named triple x who is a lot like james in that way as well um let's see let's see i think oh A View to a kill we had the wonderful um tanya roberts she played stacy sutton now I didn't realize this until I looked her up later on. Tanya Roberts actually plays in that '70s show. She's the stepmom of Donna. Like, why does she look familiar? Like, oh my gosh, that was it! <laughs> uh, interesting, interesting bit of trivia there, guys. So after that, we had we have the '80s. Now this is where Miriam comes into play, and again, um. As every decade changes, so do the women. And so does Bond. Now, again, Miriam Diabo, she plays... um. She plays Kara in Living Daylights. And then we also had Carrie Lowell, who played in uh, License to Kill. And Carrie... She played Pam Bouvier. Uh, she was um, hoping... Um, Felix on a, on one of the cases that they were working on. Um, but they both shared a common actor, which is Timothy Dalton, who played the you know who he brought his gentleman role uh, you know into uh, the Bond um, franchise there. Um, so the '90s, the wonderful Pierce Brosnan era. This is where I grew up. Um, as I'm I'm not sure if I mentioned them I the think I mentioned before in the James Bond overview, the world is not enough. Um, that is the first Bond that I was introduced to, and that's how I got the bug. <laughs> um. Now, again, in the Pierce Brosnan era, we have more Bond girls that were calling the shots. Um, when Hallie was being inter was being interviewed when she plays um Jinx in Die Another Day, because this is the era of uh, you know of Pierce, she said she loved watching. The Bond girls with this air because not because they've evolved to very intelligent articulate, and well equipped adversaries of bond rather than just being sexing and beautiful''re they not just playing the love interest they're they're they evolved into powerful women who can be able to help bond or be just as equal um and then we also you know from Golden we have Natalia senova she's a um she, she works with the satellites in the Russian area. Uh, we had the wonderful Terry Hatcher and Michelle Yeoh from Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, Terry Hatcher plays Paris Carver, um, a former love interest back in the Bond era of Paris Brosnan. And then Michelle Yeoh, she, again, she is the, um, she's one of the Chinese agents as well that works with her, with, with, uh, with Bond. And... Michelle Yeoh's character was the one Bond girl that Bond probably met as match and in die- and Tomorrow Never Dies. Now, she did all the stunt work. So there's a fight sequence in there that's her fighting, and it was just amazing. And she That's, that's, that's all her. That's not a stunt woman acting like Michelle Yeoh. That's really her. Um. And then, obviously, in uh, The World Is Not Enough, we have the wonderful... Uh, Denise Richards, who plays uh, Dr. Christmas Jones, who's a nuclear physicist. Um, Sophie Moreau, she plays um, the villainess, which, spoiler alert, if you guys don't know that. Um, She plays Electric King. And then in Pierce Brosnan's final movie, uh, Die Another Day, we have, again, the wonderful Halle Berry, who plays Jinx. And we also have Rosamund Pike, um, who is Miranda Frost. Now, here's another thing you probably probably guys didn't know about either. Now, as we mentioned about M, M is the boss. Bernard Lee has played in most of the Bond uh, franchise as M, and so has another person who has filled in that role. He's played other characters inside of the Bond franchise as well, but he's only played um, M twice. It was more than Timothy Dalton. But in GoldenEye... This is where we first see the very first female M. And it's played by the wonderful and very talented Dame Judy Dench. Now, she didn't realize when she was given that role how big of an impact being a, ma- a female would be in that role. Because it was always played by a male. And then we had the wonderful Moneypen- Miss Penny. Now, Lois Maxwell was introduced and she was there... I want to say up until uh, a view to a kill, I think. Um, and then we have Samantha Bond who came in for that role as well. But Samantha Bond brought more of a sassiness in the '90s of the Ma- of the Money Penny character. And she was talking about how Lois Maxwell's um, portrayal of Money Penny showed the relationship between her and Bond as more restrained. Because obviously you, you you it's more flirtatious, I guess if you want to call it that way. Um. Then you know, obviously Rosamund Pike said it was a powerful thing that she felt when she was stepped into the world, you know the Bond world, and then because of the Bond world, you know, Halle Berry said it's wonderful to be in that world because you're living a fantasy for two hours of the Bond girls so to speak, the cars, the gadgets, the locations, the Bond character, everything, it's just, you, you step into a fantasy, and it's just, it's just amazing to her, and, uh, and how she loved being a part of that. Now, uh, the 2000s, this is where Daniel Craig came into play here, Um uh, Daniel Craig is the latest Bond, um, that brought, came into the franchise, and again, The life expectancy of a Bond girl never, never lives. It's very short-lived. Now, when we first meet Ava Green, Ava Green plays Vesper Lind in Casino Royale, which is the debut of Daniel Craig. She says that her character, Vesper Lind, is very quick-witted and really intelligent, so just about the same level as Bond. And you can kind of see the tension between them together uh, but then obviously, like they're very rough with each other. They're, they, you know, they have they're very quick-witted with each other. But then you also notice that once they got to know each other, the the wall comes down and they're together. Naomi Harris, the wonderful Naomi Harris, she plays Money Penny in Skyfall, and she was very excited to be part of that role for the franchise as well. She was given a chance to tell Miriam about how three actresses, Halle Berry, again, who plays Jinx, um, Grace Jones, she played Mayday in A View to a Kill with Christopher Walken, and Gloria Hendry. Gloria Hendry played Rosie in uh, Love and Let Die as well. It meant a great deal to her because when she was growing up in a ethnic minority, not just being a woman, but being an African-American woman, you know, growing up in that that minority, African-American women were not represented in books, movies, or anything pop culture as beautiful, but over time, she says, that they have realized that they are beautiful, but in their own ways. Obviously, Grace Jones is, you know, she's very muscular, but she's still beautiful. Um, Gloria Hendry, even though she played a very short role, she played a role there for a short amount of period of time, she was beautiful in that way as well. Same thing with Halle Berry. She played opposite of Pierce Brosnan's character in Die Another Day, but she's just as beautiful as well. Um, so guys, I, I I know that I gave you a lot of information and I'm so very sorry, but I want to give you guys as much information from having almost a month off uh from my um from this, but you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, uh, Amazon Music. Um you can listen to me on my RSS feed website, it's on my Facebook page. Um guys, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And Uh, Next time, we're going to talk about how the Bonds came to be, all the actors, from the late Sean Connery all the way up to Daniel Craig. Um, Hopefully, I'll have a little bit more information about this as well, but um, if you guys want to get a head start on watching that, you can watch a documentary called Everything or Nothing. And Again, that's on Amazon Prime if you want to watch on the Prime videos there, or if you want to have Apple TV, you can buy it through there. Uh, you can buy it or rent it there. Just so you can get a head start on that. That's where most of my information will be coming from as well. But guys, let's lounge together. Thank you so much for joining me today. Have a good one.